Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Barbara Comstock, she's back. She's one of my favorites. We love whenever she's on the program. Uh, she brings so much insight on what's going on in the national scene when it comes to politics, plus technology. Um, even though she would not call herself a technologist per se, and she doesn't have credentials in those spaces, she is one of really a great authority at understanding technology and the law, technology and innovation with her background working uh, at one point for the Department of Justice, having worked for uh, working as a member of the legislature in Virginia, having had worked as a member of Congress. Uh, you bring a lot to every conversation. We're always delighted to have you on, Barbara, and uh, look forward to our conversation today. You have been doing a great job getting us prepared for the midterm elections. Uh, why don't you go ahead and kind of uh, set the landscape. You, you brought some great insights to our conversation during the break. Set the landscape for us. Sure. Well, I will uh, refer you to a poll that um, my colleagues at NetChoice did earlier this, uh, actually last month, a September polling on the midterms, but I think it still sort of generally holds about you know, 64%, you know, two-thirds of Americans certainly, you know, think the country's headed in the wrong direction. Um, they are very much focused on the economy and inflation being the top issues that are people are concerned about, you know, the cost of groceries, the cost of gas, although that has been coming down, fortunately. Um, you know, you have uh, uh, the economy, certainly you know, the biggest issue facing everybody. So, you know, that's what they've wanted candidates to be focused on. But then you have these other issues, you know, that have popped up. You know, we've talked about before. Um, abortion is an issue that has been certainly driving um, the Democrat base and has gotten them more enthused. So we've seen that kind of play in some of the special elections, the Kansas referendum that came up. And they, you know, the Democrats seem to think that's going to help them get out their base more. But, you know, right now in the last month, as we had, you know, in these, you know, I guess here we are in October, it's going to be about another month. Um, it really comes down to about 30 to 40 uh, toss-up races. The Cook Political Report, which, you know, if you look on Twitter, Dave Wasserman, um, you know, has a chart. And I'm, I, they're coming out with some new num new races this morning that they're going to narrow it down on where they have the actual toss-ups. So I'm going on the ones before they come out with the new ones, but they'll have some new ones out a little later today. But um, their toss-ups right now, they have 21 Democrat toss-ups and nine Republican toss-ups. And so that's, you know, really what it comes down to, and that's what, what they'll decide it. And, you know, understandably, a lot of those are in, um, you know, swing states, places like, you know, New Hampshire, uh, places like Michigan, uh, Minnesota, Nevada, where there's also a Senate race, Pennsylvania, where there's also a governor and Senate race. Actually, Nevada also has a Nevada. I'm not saying it right. Also has a governor and Senate race. Michigan has has the governor's race. Um, they also have some. You know, they have a uh, some swing uh, seats in um, in Virginia. So Ohio. So where you also have a Senate and governor race. So, uh, but you know, one of the problems that we've had, where we're seeing, particularly in, in Georgia, where we have a safe governor's race but a very contentious uh, Senate race, 
is, you know, we have a bad Senate candidate. And that has been highlighted this morning with, you know, scandals coming out and problems coming out. And, uh, you know, that is going to make for a very tough month going in. And we've lost some House seats like um, Marcy Kaptur, who is in Ohio, the longest serving woman in Ohio, um, kind of a pretty moderate uh, Democrat. Uh, Her race got moved into, you know, more lean Democrat, maybe even safe Democrat, because the Trump-supported Republican ended up having a military record that he apparently, it appears, lied about. And so Republicans bailed on his race and decided not to help there. Another candidate, that a Trump candidate, who had beat a Peter Meyer, who had voted for impeachment, who probably would have been a safe reelect, um, we're now probably going to lose that seat because um, he's kind of a clown candidate who's going to lose in Michigan again because we have a bad governor candidate who's losing by double digits there and we're probably going to lose a couple of other Michigan seats up there because of that bad governor Trump endorsed candidate so we're not going to have the house gains that we would have had but it does look like a lock for the Republicans to gain the house it's just going to be by how much yeah, although about a year ago we would have said it was looking a lot like uh, you know water or Watergate midterm election for the Democrats. You know where it was Republicans that got slaughtered. Uh, that it was looking like that was going to happen for the Democrats. Um, you know, it, more and more, more, it feels like the where you know the Republicans are pulling defeat uh, out of the jaws of victory. Um, it is swinging better the last few weeks from all, all the polling I'm reading to just a month or two ago. That's good. Um, you know, and I think uh, in spite of the fact people are, are very concerned about individual freedoms, which is driving a lot of the abortion debate, you know, the vast majority, you know, everyone is, is touched by the economy. And that's why the economy is such a powerful thing. And although these personal liberties are important to people, uh, you know, and I have a moderately conservative view, which means I'm a flaming liberal by today's standards. <laughs> but, but when it comes to the pro-life issue, you know what I'm talking about. We live in this very uh, black and white world. Um, but, uh, you know, getting away from that particular conversation, I think, is beneficial to uh, to Republicans and focusing on stuff that does impact everyone, which is the economy. I do want to talk a little bit about the impact, and you you really, that was implicit throughout your opening about Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump has really colored this race substantially. And back in 2016, I wrote wrote an article for Huffington Post. I was their token uh, conservative on there. I wrote an article for the Huffington Post about how, um, you know, Trump hated the Republican Party. His long-term goal was to hate the Republican Party. And I based that on a history of giving to Democrats roughly three to one compared to Republicans in many interviews in which he took the most hardcore Democrat positions, including Obamacare, which all changed magically. But this is a guy who has created an environment where, you know, every person that he supported got support from Democrats as well, including, it appears, the Democratic Party itself, in order to get an unaccepted, unacceptable candidate on the GOP ticket in, in these areas around the country. And this is a person who created an environment where, you know, if you talk to any 10 people and, and you ask them if they're going to be involved in the election, you know, of them that will say no, 
uh, I can't, I'm not going to do that because the elections are fraud and uh, they're a fake, and I'm not wasting my time on elections like that. Well, guess what? All of those are Trump supporters, and I don't hear any Democrats talking about not working to get their candidates elected. This guy's been a cancer on the GOP. Yeah, well, I, I certainly uh, think that. And, you know, the problem with these unvetted candidates, you know, what happened, I mean, certainly Herschel Walker is exhibit A of that. And I remember a year ago being at a senatorial event where people were saying, well, it looks like it's going to be Herschel Walker for um, Senate. You know, Trump has endorsed him. And I said, well, this is a guy who, you know, this is on, this is on the record he held a gun to his wife's head and played Russian roulette. He, you know, has a lot of things on the record that are very troublesome. And now, of course, his son has come out with more videos. And, you know, I, I was very disappointed to see unnamed Republican officials saying blaming his son. Well, I don't think you can blame a son for being upset that his mother had a gun held to his head. I mean, that's that's the problem of the father who did it and used, you know, his his mother and the son and, you know, all the other illegitimate children that he didn't acknowledge, you know, so it's the fault of Donald Trump and Republicans who allowed this flawed unvetted candidate who lied about a lot of things in his record to go forward unchallenged. And we have a lot of these unvetted candidates, people like this Marcy Kaptur opponent who now we had to bail out of that. Republicans had to bail out of that race because he was unvetted. And a lot of these candidates were just endorsed by Trump. And then Republicans just said, well, I can't run or we can't put anyone up against them because Trump endorsed him. And nobody did so much as a Google search if Trump endorsed somebody. And I can tell you that the Trump people don't Google search people because all they do is say Trump endorsed them. I'm going to go cash in the Trump consultants and make my money on winning in the primary. And then he'll sail to election. Well, guess what? You know, they're losing in the general election. And Trump doesn't care because he just wanted to get his vengeance on a Peter Meyer who voted for impeachment. And now we lose a seat that we should have had. And, yeah. you know, we'll see on election night, maybe, you know, maybe the economy carries through these guys. But then what's going to happen is you're going to have these people who have no business being in Congress, who maybe they'll vote right, but they're certainly not going, you know, can you imagine Herschel Walker trying to run a constituent service operation or a John, you know, I mean, these are people who, if they're your congressperson or your senator, you actually want them doing things for you. I mean, this is a real job that you want people doing something. And so <laughs> I have to laugh. It is a real job. It's, <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. You know, or at least it should yeah. be. Even, even with a polarized, even with a polarized Congress that takes pride in doing nothing, that do nothing Congresses for so long, and that's been both a GOP and a Democrat problem. I'm sure you agree with that. You know, there's still things that a congressperson can do for his or her constituents, um, you know, and they're, and they're leveraged and resourced to do that. 
Um, I, I know you know that I worked as an aide to uh, Senator Gordon Humphrey back in the 80s. And so our, our, our office did an enormous amount of things, regardless of what uh, power position the GOP had for their constituents. But I think you're absolutely right. Even some of the most basic things of governing uh, won't be happening under uh, a lot of these people's uh, uh, term in office. Well, and you look what's going on in Florida right now, and when you have a nat natural disaster in your state, you want somebody who knows how to do things. I remember when Bobby Jindal was elected governor, it was because, um, I can't remember her name, but the woman who was there before when there was a natural disaster and flooding and that hurricane, she just you know threw up her hands and cried and just couldn't handle it. She didn't know how to do the job. Bobby Jindal came in there and knew what he was doing and won on that basis. I mean, these, you know, when there's a crisis, you, you, particularly governors are important on that, but you want, you know, your senator is going to be the one also helping you deal with that crisis, helping you, you know, get, um, you, know, you know, all these things that you have to deal with, you know, the flood insurance, are they going to pay or not, finding your Social Security check. I mean, people who are living down there in Florida are going to need to have, you know, Congress people and senators who are going to be helping them for months and years now dealing with that. And any state you live in, you could be in that situation. So these are, you know, uh, jobs where you need to be thinking about more that they're just a vote in the majority one way or the other. So it is sad that Donald Trump has brought us to this point where, you know, you just have these people who have no business ever being on a ballot. Now, I'm not saying there aren't those kind of people on the Democrat side. There are. I worry about my own team more than the others. So I certainly know that, you know, I could, you know, I, I, I don't focus as much on the other side. I look, I look at mine and, you know, worry about my own house in that regard. But I do find, you know, when we lose seats that we should have won, you know, I mean, then that's, that's the problem. And so, you know, maybe people won't care at the end of the day. I mean, the economy has you know if it continue if this month continues to be bad in terms of the economy if the markets continue you know, actually they've gone up the past couple of days but if if things are bad this month then maybe people will just vote on the economy but right now it's very mixed and I think some of the indications are as these races are being put in the lean Democrat or lean Republican column um, it's been a mixed bag suburbs are leaning more Democrat. Other seats are going Republican, but then there's also, as you mentioned, and this is true with races in the past where Trump factors are involved, and that may be the case here, that they may be underestimating the Republican vote. That happened in 20. Yep. We saw that happen in 16. It did not happen in 18, mid, the last midterm. So we'll see, is that being underestimated, and where might it be underestimated? That could be the case again. So Certainly Republicans are hoping it's being underestimated. And I think, you know, I think you'll see some of that. You know, I'll certainly be watching that for Virginia. We have two races that people are watching here in Virginia that are close. So we'll be watching that on election night. I think there are, you know, three in Pennsylvania. So those will be, you know, on the East Coast, those will be some of the ones that people be, will be watching. New Hampshire also has, you know, the Senate race and two there. Certainly in Pennsylvania, the governor and well, the governor race is over. That one's over. Right. But the Senate race, in Pennsylvania, will be another 
close, although we probably, if it's close, we probably won't know for days, but, and then, and then in Georgia, while the, the governor raises a lock for Governor Kemp, I, I think, you know, so the, the Senate race won't be. So those will be the first ones that come in that we'll be able to watch to see how close they are to give us a sense of what the night is going to look like. Yeah, by the way, Pennsylvania gave uh, or, or whether actual candidates matter <laughs> or whether yeah, other that's right. Um, yeah, Pennsylvania is an example of where both parties gave really unacceptable Senate candidates. I mean, they're both unacceptable. Um, yeah. it, it, it's just uh, neither party really seems. And you're right. Why focus on, on something you might have a little influence, although I doubt any of us have much influence on how these national parties are going. seems like on the GOP side, in spite of his best efforts to ruin that party, he continues to, Trump continues to uh, rule the roost. By the way, I believe it was uh, Kathleen Blanco was the uh, governor before right. Linda, and she was go. a disaster. She was an unmitigated disaster. You know, it goes back to something I've said often, when you have a two-party system, you really have a lack of competition by design. And uh, when that's all we're even going to look at are Republicans and Democrats, and it's only gotten worse. And, um, you know, the, the yeah, you it's, in, it's in, very good. Well, in, like in Georgia, if you had had that lieutenant governor who um, was a very competent guy, if somebody like that had run, he'd be sailing to, you know, uh, you know, election, I, I think, but of course, Trump would have opposed him. In Pennsylvania, yeah. Dave McCormick, a very competent executive, again, he would have been easily beating uh, Fetterman, I think. So here you have two candidates that Trump would have opposed, who we would have, you know, Republicans wouldn't have to worry about their majority, but Trump. And so we're going to be spending millions of dollars more than we needed to because to get caught, you know, to get in, and if we win, you're getting subpar senators when you could have had better senators for a lot less money. So it's like with Donald Trump, you have to spend more money to get worse candidates. You know, I mean, this is yes. what we and what Republicans end up with, and is that worth it? I don't think so. And, and, you know, I mean, this and is and your candidates that undermine the future electability of Republicans. Not only are they bad and ineffective, but they create a brand that isn't sustainable. And I'll never forget, honestly, Barbara, I'll never forget in Nevada when uh, Trump celebrated his win uh, in 2016 uh, towards getting the nomination, and he talked about the different groups he loves, and, you know, and he really loved, really loved the uneducated voter. And frankly, he has made his own career his whole career has been built on those voters, and he continues to operate under a presumption that people are pretty ignorant, and unfortunately, a lot of them uh, validate that conviction he has. Well, and isn't that sad? And that's and you hear and you read these stories about you know with his rallies that are all about just self glorification. He has these people who like they make a they drive all over the country to go to his rallies. And they spend yeah. hundreds and even thousands of dollars to go around um, and spend their money on him instead of improving their lives, improving the lives of their families, um, you know, getting a job. I mean, isn't it, you know, so here are these people who have all these grievances who go and, you know, validate his grievances instead of improving their lives. I mean, how is that improving oh. our country? 
And it, it's, yes. it's a sad state of affairs. And, you know, I mean, one of the things I'm working on now, aside from, you know, the tech issues, I, I work um, on the, you know, to pass the Electoral Count Act, which will, uh, I believe, it will be passed because the Senate you know, overwhelmingly on a bipartisan basis, as well as the House, have, you know, endorsed this and they'll pass it in the lame duck so that we don't have this kind of nonsense that Donald Trump uh, caused on January 6th because we'll have a much stronger Electoral Count Act so that'll just be a ceremonial role by the vice, as it was always intended to be, but it'll be strengthened so that'll be very clear and we won't have that kind of nonsense anymore. (laughs) It was always that, always intended to be that, uh, but but it required one thing, responsible adult people doing the job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and apparently, apparently we can't trust that anymore. Hey, uh, Barbara, always glad to have you on, Barbara Comstock. We have, uh, of course, uh, on her article, we'll have uh, more information about her and how to learn more about what she does. Always love having you on. Great to be with you. And you can find that poll at netchoice.org. And so either Dave Wasserman will probably be coming out with those cook uh, uh, numbers uh, later on today. I'm going to get that poll on this uh, article that we'll have with your audio um, at, over at priceofbusiness.com so they can find that link. Thanks so much. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.